Say your Sarah. Say who you are. Say who I am. Yeah. I am Phil Circus. And I am Abbasid Reese. And this is the interracial podcast of variety show known as Okay. okay. The mixed race podcast. Yeah, it is. Oh my god! Just turn your head a little bit and look at the dog, Marty. Marty is. Uh, look how alert he got. I'm sorry. Marty is laying down on the dirt, chilling. We are coming to you outside. Outside. We're from outside. We're live taping outside. Outside the house. Because um, it's a beautiful day in yeah. OK Land. Loving it. What's and up, Philly? Know what else is beautiful? Huh? Your hair. <laughs> And your sunglasses. You have new sunglasses. Oh, I just noticed right now they're also Ray-Bans, but they're in uh, kind of a... No, they're not. I see a little writing in the corner. Yeah. What does it say? Ray-Ban, probably. I'm, I've been wearing Ray-Bans for the last 15 years. I got to describe these glasses, and maybe you know we could take a picture, but okay. uh, first of all, they're sexy as hell. <laughs> they're kind of 70s, aviator style, and they're that thing where like there's a... A gradation of like the color goes from dark to light at the bottom. So Man of it just says here. like Hollywood cocaine. <laughs> That's funny, especially knowing me and how uncocained I am per use. Oh uh, yeah, okay, Hollywood coke and going with the hair, which uh since the last time we did OK Land, uh a boss has locks and locks and locks and curls. But uh yeah, my hair is getting long. Thank you for noticing. Marty He's going to bark. He saw a Great. bird. Crate. Crate. Marty. Crate. That means conceal yourself within a three by four compartment. No, um, so like you're, 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 it's working. The combination of your, your curls and the new, after 15 years, the new style <laughs> of sunglass frame. Um, I really like your hair too, actually. It's, it's a good look for you. I like it. It looks real fresh. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. I don't know if it'll get this good again because I'm, I'm not going to go to this hairstylist. Why not? <laughs> You're not going to go back to your barber? I'm not going to go. Uh, she, she's a stylist. I w- I, if I said barber, Jen would call me out like she's a stylist. She's a stylist. Okay. But um, I've been seeing this stylist for uh, at least two years, maybe three. Okay. And the thing about it is she gives me a very reasonable price hmm. and she's experienced. She does a good job. But every time I go, she starts talking politics with me. Like, there's something about me that sets off something in her. And I think it's because she's an MOT, member of the tribe. She's Jewish. Oh, I, see. I don't know okay. if she has any other similarly aged Jewish people in her life. But man, does she like, every time I go and sit in the seat, it's like, what do you think of QAnon? And, uh, oh, or so like, you're, you know, you're her safe space then. Even though the space is even though it's like for you. even though it's like eight a.m. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like waking up and usually I'm kind of like you know I say the minimum and I get a you know it's usually a very quick haircut right and I'm out of there. What is she? What kind of stuff is she saying to you or wanting to talk to you about? Well, she talks a lot about how she has a lot of conservative clients, a lot of republican hair i'm like thinking oh my god it's oakland how does one even amass a, a lot of conservative clients but sure. she does sure she talks about like what do you, what do you think of the QAnon? that you know what do you, you know trump and just like anything that's happened in the past three years she's brought it up and asked for my opinion and and every time i'm like 
saying the minimal because it's it's first thing in the morning. Right. But this last time... And you wanted to focus on your hair. I wanted to focus on my hair. Yeah, there's definitely some sensitivity there. This last time, it's just something, something clicked in her. She started out with saying, you know, my neighbor's Cadillac converter got stolen. You know? And so I was woken up in the middle of the night because my neighbor's <laughs> Cadillac <laughs> converter got stolen. And she's like, they need to throw that guy in prison. The person who stole it? Yeah. Okay. And I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, I just don't think that's the answer. Sure. And she's like, oh, well, I'm against stealing. And I'm like, I am too. Right. We all I'm, are. I okay. Am. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no one's into stealing. No one's like pro stealing. No one's pro stealing. Um, and I wasn't like getting animated. I wasn't, I was just like posing, posing this little nugget of an idea that perhaps like, the pattern of like throwing people who are doing different things to survive in prison is not has not worked for us. Right. I I think prison is an excessive response. Yeah. To what she, you know, I mean, to the the theft of a cat. Not that we. It does suck that people are stealing things, and that sucks. And they need a spanking more than anything else. So that kind of set her. It yeah. set her off. Where she was, she was like yelling at me. I just felt like too many of her conservative clients rubbed off on her. Right. And she just like was really upset that I was granting any sympathy towards this person who stole a Cadillac converter from her neighbor. From her, not even from her. Not even right. from her. Right, right. But she's taking this on. You and, know, what a and bleeding heart. And she was heart. yelling at me as I was just sitting there. <laughs> and kinda, she's getting your hair. Yeah. She's <laughs> yelling at me. And also, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. one, it's like, she has scissors in her hand. Right. And this is going to be quite the Yelp review. There the are end. like two uh, clients of hers. And they're sitting outside, but look, they can see, and you know, I'm just thinking this is not a good look. No. Anyway, I said kind of minimum, and I'm like, oh. The more she yelled, the more I clammed up. Okay. <laughs> and, so, and then when I, as I was leaving, just paying her, we even went through this ruse. I'm going to say of like scheduling future because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm nice. not going to go there again. Sure. <laughs> the last thing she said to me, I'm sure you're going to talk shit about me on one of your podcasts. Uh oh. <laughs> So then, in, in other words, this is a self fulfilling prophecy from her. Yeah, because here we are <laughs> talking <laughs> about talking about Karen with the Clippers haircut, Henrietta. Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you this though, right? Yeah, barbecue Becky the barber. Uh, <laughs> barbecue, <laughs> I like it. All right, so um, why didn't you say? Because it sounds like you kind of like took it a little bit. I, I understand because you had this. this I did. Scissors. I absorbed. So that was like the external reason. Right. But I feel like there's another reason why you didn't say anything. I think. I think the Virgo in me. Yeah. There just it is. Had to keep up appearances. Had to bite my tongue. Yeah. The Virgo in me was like internally. I was like, this is a world of wrong that no one has ever <laughs> witnessed before, <laughs> and she should. She should really like. I should. But, you know, the Virgo in me is kind of like... Here's the uh, thing. Like, appearances, Phil. Be Listen, dignified and walk, walk away. I 100% understand. As a fellow Virgo, and it is Virgo month, Virgo season. Oh, it is Virgo season. It is Virgo season. It is Virgo season. So this is technically our Virgo episode. This is our Virgo episode. Yeah, how about that? Um, no, but I really dig the whole... I mean, I understand why you didn't say anything. It is the Virgo in you. Because yeah. we either embrace nonsense, you know what I mean? Or we... We say everything, right? We either have to, right. we'll likely say everything. So, wear a can of worms is what you're saying. Okay, so I'll tell you 
on the way over here, I took a lift over here, right? To your outside extravaganza, your beautiful patio area. And I took a lift. And the lift driver who identified himself as a 62-year-old man, he just had a heart surgery, he told me. And I said, oh, that's cool. You know, that's, I mean, I'm glad that you were able to get heart surgery. And he said that he's self-medicating post-surgery with magical mushrooms. You know, he's micro-dosing. Okay. And listen, to each their own, right? But I had opinions about that. I mean, I was like, what were your opinions about? My what? opinions were like, is that... Is he, is, well, because he is he, he okay also, to drive? Was that your... No, it's, it's so funny you say that. I didn't even think about that, actually, even though he drove me over here. I'm not really worried about that so much because um, I've known some folks to drive on the shroom, you know, and... You've known some folks. <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave on... You know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe a past self. Yeah, a past... Know. I'm just teasing. You know. Yeah, no, of course. So I, I actually didn't really think about that. That was less a concern, but I was like... And he said he's not taking the medication recommended by his doctor, because I guess it's not even the, the mushrooms, believe it or not. Right. Because I, I, I could see maybe there's some intrinsic value, um, some like, you know, Eastern medicine. Like, I, I don't know enough to really have a strong judgment about that, to be honest with you, right? I think what threw me was he was like, I learned about this on the Joe Rogan show. That's where I was like, Oof. okay, okay. Oof. You know what I mean? That's, that's Virgo right there. My response to that? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. I just not, now I know. Yeah, he said Joe Rogan, and I was you were like, like, "I was like, okay. I can't even be here. I can't even be here." Right, right. Because because I'm not even saying Joe Rogan is all bad or all good. You know what I mean? Um, but I will say he has he had like a flat earther on his show, and he by and large disagreed with them. But I'm like, why are we even discussing flat Earth theories? Like, the Earth is not flat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hopefully, you don't lose some listeners with that one. But yeah, I also didn't say anything to him, though. I also was like, okay, like the driver, I mean. I just yeah. kind of let it slide. Because that's what we do sometimes. We let it slide. Why? To avoid. Uh... Or, or because, like, in this situation, I was like, this ride is 11 minutes. I, I can just hold my tongue. It's not a big deal. Who cares? You know? I also want to say that he was. 62 cool for school. There it is. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it, it, Give me your age and I'm going to make it special. I'm going to be 38 in two weeks. 30 great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> make, make America 30 great. Um, <laughs> but no, that's some Virgo stuff right there. But what else about us Virgos? One thing is we're generally pretty private, you yeah. know, and yeah. said, the two, said the, the guys who have a podcast. Um, well, because there's particular things maybe we wouldn't share, even if it's not necessarily. I mean, I have been private, but the, I think it's been like, been a uphill battle to open up i think that's our nature for sure yeah even though we have a podcast even though we performed vulnerable one person shows about our lives in front of people yes i think that's been our kind of uh process after being you know living a, lo- a life of kind of being private we definitely filter information i know i do when i talk to people and it's not a form of deception it's more about self-preservation and the, I think the, the, the really rooted belief that like not everyone needs to know, wants to know, or would benefit from knowing everything about us, right? Right. right? We live in a time where everyone's like, if you're not sharing on social media, did it even happen? And it's like, actually, some of the deepest human experiences require privacy, I believe. You know what I mean? Because I like to be private and self-reflect, you know what I mean? So then I can come out and talk about it later. <laughs> 
What's the thing about you that maybe people don't know? And it doesn't have to be like deeply personal, but just like a thing. A thing about me that people don't know. Yeah. You like how moments I listen, of silence. What? How, how I... <laughs> 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 that I, I critically listen to music. No, I don't know. Is that, that a thing? Do uh, you? No, the only reason I'm saying this because like... You know, everyone we know is like, you're a music lover, you're a music lover. Right. Jen's a music lover and all this stuff. But she doesn't understand or listen to music the same way I listen to music. Sure. Which is put on some like really fancy headphones and to try to you know, find it like the nicest recording. And I sit there and I like pick apart all the different parts, you know, of each instrument and where it's placed within the stereo field. And, oh, like, wow. and she says, like, when you do that, Phil, you have critical listening face. It's like she could tell like when I'm like totally like I'm listening in such an analytical way that she can't even relate to it. You're like mino- minority reporting, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. Dissecting she's like, a song. She yeah. wants to like, you know, if music's on, she wants to dance. Sure. And that's how she takes music. Right. She feels music. She feels music. Yeah. So I don't know if this is what you're asking, but sure, like, that's, a good that's something about me is yeah. that um, I get crazy deep inside my music and that's an escape and a relaxation for me. Nice. Yeah. And I might look like I'm... <laughs> catatonic <laughs> but I'm actually like really relaxing and enjoying myself and you're not like judging the music you're just like breaking it down really appreciating it's, it's the funnest thing yeah. for me is yeah. just to like hear like it's like a puzzle piece yeah is hear like the magic of like what what room did this thing happen in and where are they putting things in the mix and like yeah what kind of mics did they use? I'm <laughs> like, nerd. That's cool. Yeah, definitely nerdy. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I like it. W- what about you? I mean, that's what I thought of. <laughs> but so, anyway, I'm, 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 I need to own that. Anyway, what, what about you? That's actually really cool. I didn't know that about you. I knew that you love music. I knew that you were very like, you're like a music, you have a lot of music knowledge, right? Like you're involved producing a podcast about Frank Zappa. Yeah. Did you know that last Saturday they had like a Frank Zappa tribute night at uh, the New Parish? I had no idea. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was asking someone else like, oh, should I take my friend over there? And someone was like, no, that sounds like it's not going to be <laughs> a nice night. And I was like, all right, I won't tell Phil. I don't even remember who said that, who made right. that comment. It's probably someone who was like 17. So my thing, what's the thing that people maybe don't know about me? Um, you know this because we're basically the same person. Mm-hmm. I have seen every episode, bar none, of Three's Company. And I actually watch Three's Company probably every day. Okay? Uh, for people who are unfamiliar, Three's Company is a show from the 70s. Right? It's, it's, it's a show with... And? Yes. Early 80s? And early 80s, sure. So it's, 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 it's a comedy, you know what I mean? It's like done in front of an audience, which is super cool too. Um, at least I think it is. Multi-camera sitcom. Multi-camera sitcom with, with the late John Ritter, rest in peace, um, and also Don Knotts. Rest in peace. Rest Norman in peace. Fell. N- Norman Fell. Did he pass as well? Yeah. So, so is your mother, just- Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Abstinence. Uh, <laughs> after 40 years of marriage. No, so I, it's the, the reason I watch it, I like it. It's one of my favorite shows, actually. Um, I don't think it would have held up as well today, but... Right with some of the stuff that's going on, and I oh, won't. No, I won't unpack that. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw some because you know, every once in a while, just for a little like surprise, I'll put on Pluto Network. Okay, yeah, Pluto. That's where it comes on. Yeah, all right, P- 
Pluto. Can we get you know? Shout out to Pluto. Anyway. I don't but that's what I was gonna say. So yeah. I have I have Pluto, and I watch it like on my LG television, mm-hmm. and it and it, it comes on. It's twenty four seven, Phil. Yeah, they twenty four seven all the time. Like it literally just repeats. So like every yeah. episode of every season that they have licensing for, which I yeah. feels like every episode, right. um, they'll just play back to back. So I've watched multiple episodes multiple times, but I've seen every episode, and I really like that show. And it's usually just like background noise when I'm like working from home or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the TV is usually set by default to that channel. I think it's like 360 or 406 or 506. I can't remember right now. But right. the point is, that's a thing. I watch it and I think it's so funny. There's just like a lot of raw in your face, you know, every 12 seconds comedy, right? Like it's very yeah. generous with like antics and like misunderstandings that in reality could be resolved in a 45 second conversation. They stretch out into like 26 minutes of television. All right. I'm going to tell you something that yeah. you don't know about me. Okay. And it has to do with Three's Company. <laughs> okay, do tell. Um, I was young when that ri- rolled. And also, like, I spent, like, my entire teenagehood, like, just, like, not leaving the house and watching television pretty much. And there was an episode of Three's Company where Jack Jack accidentally put, like, a ton of pepper right, in right. this person's, in like, person's, pasta dish. Yeah, because he was trying to appease this man. Oh, you're trying to get him to, like... Um, because he was afraid of the guy. You know he was I mean? afraid of the guy. Yeah. And I think he accidentally put like yeah. a ton of pepper in. Right. And the guy took a bite and his face got really big and he said, I love the spice. Right. Just like my, my mom used to make. Yeah. 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 And ever since then, I put a lot of pepper. Get out of here. <laughs> in my dishes. Because <laughs> there's something about that that inspired me to like, I wonder what it's like to eat a lot of pepper like that. Oh, wow. And you still do that? Yes. That's wild. Because I remember he had Janet. <laughs> sitting next to him she was like on a semi impromptu date with the guy and he was like you try this and she couldn't stand it because she knew yeah it was a, but so i'm just it. telling you how three's company that's how wow it has had an everlasting effect on this person here's here's your homework next time you're you're watching it and letting like eight episodes in a row rip tell me which show would hold up today I love that. I love that homework. <laughs> and then I'll t- we'll discuss that on the next episode. Yeah. This is Virgo episode. What are some like, how, what are ways we're trying to counter our inner Virgo? Like, uh, like okay, so what are, how are we recognizing parts of the stereotypical Virgo psyche, right? Mm-hmm. And character manifestation, the way that we act, generally speaking, right? What are some Virgo, I'm almost going to call them tropes, but they're actually more like, I'm trying to not be Virgo by... I like that. I'm Even trying that to not defensive. be Virgo... Even though by, that statement sounded defensive, I like where you're going. <laughs> yes, what are the ways that you're trying to be not Virgo? I'm, I'm trying to not be Virgo by feeling intrinsically that I know how everyone should be running their life. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm trying to not be Virgo by not trying to control things as much as I have a tendency to want to control things. Do you mean like control things in your own life or in the lives of others? Uh, maybe the lives of others. You know, if, you, if you're a Virgo and you hear someone else's situation, you have opinions and you Word. have judgments. Word. And yeah. you, you want, you're, you're going to feel uncomfortable unless you can like convince that person to, of, of the right way to do that thing. Yeah. But that's some bullshit that we um, conjured up because as a Virgo, um, we have our reasons for wanting to have control. Exactly, Morris. Yeah. 
Is it a Virgo thing? Is it also a bad childhood thing? <laughs> sure, sure, right, right, sure. Right. Do we right. have daddy issues? Maybe. 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 Maybe, babes. But, you know, but I think Virgo is like, we definitely have a tendency to like think we know the right way to do something. And I think we have a hard time hearing that we don't, we don't even need to open our mouth. Sure. We need just to let that person make their own mistakes. We actually benefit from not opening our mouths. That's a thing. Right? Like, because I think with the Virgos, and this is a huge generalization, but whatevs, we're Virgos. I think a lot of the internal conversations, that's where the real work is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the conversations I have with myself, about myself, is where I've done the most sincere understanding, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's where the real emotional and mental interventions happen. Where I change gears about personal narratives or whatever it is. Like, it's less from talking to other people. It's actually more from listening to other people where I'm like, oh, wow, I do that. Or that person they're describing as being a negative part of their life. Yep. I do that, you know. I can even sometimes name the people in my life that I have treated in the way that that person is talking about being treated, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's, but that's from listening, right? From talking, I don't know, man. As much as we like talking, a.k.a. the podcast. Um, don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. Don't even listen to this episode. Okay, listen to it. Okay, listen to it. Actually, Unless you know what's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you cried, Phil? And why? That's an excellent question. I feel like it's been entirely too long. It's been just too long. Sure. Sometimes I'll cry. Sometimes I'll cry thinking about how blessed I am, how lucky I am, crying, thinking about how far I've come in my life. Sure. Yeah, movies will make me, but I haven't done a good cry in a long time, and you know I just took a my first vacation in in whatever in the pandemic, and I feel like I need a good two weeks to unwind, and then maybe I can get a good cry out. Sure. Do you remember the last time you cried? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It actually was um, Tuesday, and today's Thursday. It it just so happens I was at the mosque. We had this. Um, this Islamic scholar come out, he wrote this book or he translated this book called The Spirit of Black Folks. That's like the American title. But it's from this like really amazing um, Islamic scholar who has passed away like hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, but he was writing about black Muslims and and black people in Abyssinia, which was at the time like what is present day Ethiopia, Eritrea, Sudan, mm-hmm. one of the places I come from. So he came, he was so lovely. I bought his book. I posted about it too. Um, and then we prayed, as we do in congregation at the mosque. And I think I was just feeling very sensitive and warm and connected to community. And it had been like a long day, all of those things. And then I'm like standing in front of God and praying, and I cried. And I wasn't really sure. I didn't know what to name it, but mm-hmm. I did cry. And I was like wiping tears away at first. And then I was like, just let it flow, kid. You know what I mean? Mm. Let it be. I like that. I like that. It's a, it's a nice thing, honestly. Another thing I think us Virgos don't do all that well because we do a lot of heavy lifting with our minds, but we're really breaking our emotional backs that way. So the idea of crying is really liberating and freeing. So I'm glad we cry. I'm glad you're a crybaby. I want to be more of a crybaby. I know when I need to cry. I can feel it in my head, like those tears need to come out. Sure. Emotional backup. Listeners, let us know the last time you cried. Yeah. I like the ebb and flow of today's podcast. Like, it keeps shifting from 
us being beautiful jerks <laughs> to just these emotional men. Yeah. So you what's know? the title? It's going to be Beautiful Jerks, a.k.a. the Virgo episode? It'd be like, that's so Virgo. No, it's not. Okay, it is. Everything's a that's so Raven throwback. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> this man injected Raven Simone into today's podcast. Yeah, I like it. I think with that, we've done it. We've done it. And uh, we'll, we'll be back soon. 